Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Here's your host from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello, we are the Get Savvy Club and we're on a mission to teach anyone in property how to get visible online. Why? So you can get deals, you can get direct bookings, you can find JV partners and investors, or if you're a realtor or estate agent, you can find new stock and ultimately you can make money. If you would like our help, just message us on info at getsavvyclub.co.uk or find us on social media. What do we do? Hello everyone and welcome to <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Property Marketing Made Easy. Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin here. How are you doing, Anita? <laughs> A note to our podcast producer, keep that bit in, Pete, where at the start Anna goes, What do we do? Because <laughs> we haven't done one of these for so long. She's forgotten what the hell's yeah, going on. We're getting more organized and like doing like batching them, you see. So we <laughs> It's like, oh, what do we? What are we doing again? Three what years we? into having a podcast, uh, what we, what, how do we do it? Yeah, what? three years. Three years. Yeah. Anyway, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm happy because uh, the sun's shining, and it always makes me happy when the sun shines. Yeah. Apart from there's a fly in this room, I thought flies. Well, I'm back but... to swallowing flies along the canal oh. every day as well. I thought flies, regular flies, fly around your house that sneak in somehow. Don't they only supposed to like live 24 hours or something? Don't know about flies. Yeah. All I know is that actually, although they're repulsive, they are quite a good thing because if we didn't have them, our country would be overrun with shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. useful though. Yeah, so one's been buzzing around, but it was here yesterday as well, so I feel like you should be gone by now. And they're super fast. Do you know when you try and get one and then suddenly yeah. you can't even see it? It's yeah. mad. Oh, God, I think as well. We're doing the top and tail for two great people that we did the podcast obviously the other day. And I think we were talking about bloody flies on that. That's <laughs> our like, obsession. Uh, it's like, our, like uh, yeah. Do you know, as you get older, you get like, like, and I mean properly old. So I can say this because none of my family listen to this podcast. So my dad <laughs> in particular is like that archetypal retired person who obsesses over detail that would not have bothered him when he worked and doesn't bother anybody else in the whole world who's got a bit of a life. Yet he just goes on and on and on and on and on. And we're, oh. we're getting a bit like that, yeah. maybe. Like what? What's his thing? Oh, God, what route you take on a oh, journey. Yeah. The fact that I will go home the same way as I went and do like the same in reverse and he won't he has to go a different way back rather than just the same way yeah Yeah. and just I don't know just anything really whether I've when I go to his house whether I've checked the lawn for dog poops and he'll say it again I'll go look dad I'll always do it before I go because it would be rude to go to someone's house and your dog is on the lawn (laughs) and you leave it for them even if it's your parents I said dad I always check before I go have you checked yet no not yet dad I'm not leaving till three days have you have you checked it yet no dad not yet (laughs) That's so, my brother's a bit like that because we're going to watch this like Nina Simone thing. Obviously, not Nina Simone; she's been dead years. But we're going to watch this um, theatre production about her, about her. No, not like, it's like a theatre production about her life. Anyway, but last week when I was around there, he's asking what time you're going to be. I don't know yet. I've not looked. Yeah. It's Coventry. I'll check it out. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. In good, uh, don't worry. But and then he asked again, like when I was around there, like so. What what time do you think? And he, he just didn't yeah. work on Fridays now. Anyway, so and so it won't be like be ready. It won't be like 10 in the morning or anything. It'll be after, well, afternoon-ish sometime, won't it? Because yeah. we'll need to get to Coventry for like seven or yeah. seven. So. Exactly, exactly the same. Yeah. So we went went to Albania with them last year and I booked all the Airbnb and what have you. And then about two weeks before, it's like, have you got directions for how to get there? Or how are we going to get there? No, I'll probably <laughs> look. I'll probably look but when we land, in fact. Versus when me and Anita travel anywhere together, we like just go, where are we going again? Or, or like <laughs> even me, even me in this podcast, what do I do again? Uh, just work it out. 
when you get there yeah and I guess you get used to it because I do live my life going what's next oh right now I need to get yeah. ready for that literally like on the fly and yeah, it always can. just works out okay a vague sort of really like that. and I think sometimes when you get too planned you too thing that's when things are going to mess up because you're trying to be too perfect and have everything in order all the time so yeah oh yeah, yeah. I definitely never be to be perfect yeah. no one no one's ever knowingly accused no. me of being perfect no one's accused me of that you are never like just, I had a row with my son the other day and he went, you're being unreasonable. And I went, I've never said I was reasonable. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Whoever, who wants to be reasonable? <laughs> of course I'm oh. unreasonable. Yeah. So, so today we um, have with us uh, the lovely David and Christina from DT Living. So super excited to have them on. We've actually been working with them a little bit as well, which, which is cool. And uh, for me, what baffles me, well, not baffles, but what I'm most impressed about is just their action taking in terms of like, they've already got great careers, well, they'll obviously go into it in, in the in the podcast, they've already got great careers, already done so much in their lives already. And then because they're going to take this leap to do more, they've already done lots of property stuff, but they want to do more and they want to do it in Manchester. They're just up in sticks and going to Manchester from London. That's why they're working with us really, isn't it? Because they've decided they want to be successful at that and they don't want to do like step one, step two, step three. Mm. They're just all right, how's the best way to make it happen? And one of those is to leapfrog, getting really good at social media by us. They're going to do some video. We're going to do have our team do all the video editing and subtitling so they can get out there and just get results super fast. So that's why they're working with us. And I just think, yeah, you're right. That That's just the kind of people they are. Like, how do we make this happen? Let's do it. Where so loads of people are like, how do I make this happen? We've got to do this, this and this. Oh, that sounds overwhelming. I'm going to have a think about that tomorrow. Or I'll research a bit more. Yeah, yeah. So they will, they absolutely will be massively successful. So watch this space for them because that, and what's what's good is as well as all that, they're genuinely nice people, aren't they? We met yeah. them for a day in London to sort out all of their social media profiles, their messaging, their niching and all of that. And um, we had a great day. It was really good. Yeah, fun. it was a really nice day. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's get into it. If you're enjoying Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, follow and subscribe. We are a team. We're a team together and we're a team in business as well. And it's a case where we are in the northwest of England and we specialise in co-living accommodation. And that's so what our- is co-living for anyone that doesn't know? What does that mean? I mean, it's probably a modern version of what was known as HMO, so houses of multiple occupation. Mm-hmm. And so traditionally you might get, for example, I think the traditional picture is students. And so people always look at students living together in a household. That's known as a house of multiple location. But also you'll get it with young professionals and other groups of tenants together in the in the wider community. And so there are many around. But for us, we're looking at really high end, high quality product for our clients. And that's where we are in the market. Yeah, so and good to live in really it needs to be like comfortable and for us we we want to make sure there's a clear living space they've got enough um, area to cook they've got enough like airy atmosphere somewhere fun to, to maybe we can talk about cinema rooms right <laughs> he is absolutely obsessed that every single one of our accommodation has to have a projector a full screen all the app cool. and everything in there so uh, as yeah. much as she loves as much as she loves it was one of our lockdown projects. Yes. And we set up our, our own home cinema, which she happily uses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a be a massive selling point. So to live in one of these, then just to be super clear, you would have your own 
ensuite bedroom the kitchen and the living space is a communal so you share with like three or four or whatever other people who also have their own ensuite bedrooms so that's the aim for, for we in the majority of places and it depends on the structure of the building we aim to have an ensuite for most mm. rooms but mm -hmm. it might also be possible if not we'll have an off suite so maybe you have your own bathroom just outside your own room but the idea is we're trying to aim for everyone to have their own bathroom if not the maximum it'll be one bathroom shared between two yeah nice definitely you know from what you said is that we we've both lived in shared accommodation over the years and sometimes it can be a little bit isolating especially if you're moving to a new area mm -hmm. and you're moving to a new household yes you want a bit of a social life but there might be clicks or people might not be you know working at the same schedules but we want to create more of a, a co-living environment where there'll be shared areas where people can actually eat together cook together sit down and watch together or when they need their own time, they've got their own room or other areas of the property to go to. Lovely. So what are your backgrounds then, Christina? What is it that you, I was going to say grew up doing, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I have had many jobs in my lifetime, but yeah, right now um, I am uh, in corporate finance uh, for mm -hmm. a hotel group. My background is me, I trained as an accountant. So, so you're the numbers person in this team? Well, you say that, yes, I'm very detailed. I am very analytical and I do all the diligence and will ask the nth degree of questions of this guy but he is very very good at stacking numbers mm -hmm. so although I am the numbers person we are both very analytical <laughs> he's very good at stacking numbers yeah that's what makes a good team isn't it yeah yes. yeah and then what about your background training as a medical doctor and I worked that for many years doing multiple jobs I've worked in the hospital in surgery, in accident emergency. One of the things, because I've got a background of loving a lot of sport, I played a lot of sport growing up. Once I trained as a GP, <laughs> again, it wasn't enough. It's not that it wasn't enough, it's that I wanted to do other things as well. So I ended up doing masters in sports and exercise medicine, which then further allowed me to work at the highest level of sports. So I ended up working in rugby before, but then I settled in professional football in the Premier League. So where we live in South London before, I was working for Crystal Palace and that. I was with them for approximately 11 years. It's wow. been my season this mm. year. I know it's, it's sad to, to, to let it go, but I've enjoyed my time there and I, I can't complain at all. Yeah, that is like a dream job for so many people. That, <laughs> like, you, wanted to, you wanted to go and do, you know, focus on the property together. So that's, that's the reason for leaving ultimately, wasn't it? And what I love, I absolutely love when people are like action takers and how much more of an action taker is this? Because you guys are just you decided you were going to go and do the co-living in Manchester. So you've just moved there, haven't you? From London, literally in the last few weeks. We decided on the 1st of April. We told the family and they were a bit disappointed it wasn't April's Fields joke, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we are, so we're, just to give this context, because we don't know when it'll actually go out, this is like the middle of June now. So they decided 1st of April, now it's the middle of June and they are actually there. You've settled, you've done the whole move. We were up here in May, okay? Yeah. You yeah. have to appreciate that this, I can't stress anymore <laughs> how much of a full commitment this is. <laughs> and we had, you know, we had good lives. Okay. We had mm. comfortable jobs. We enjoyed our jobs. We enjoy our work, but we set it up over the years to make our jobs and our lives really easy, especially with the little one. And it's just a case where, look, we've let everything go as it were in that part of our lives to move here, to really focus on the business because we're 100% committed for ourselves. And for our investors. So, yeah, when you're looking for properties to do this, what are your main criteria? Do you do you start with the end goal in mind of what you want to create, and then you know those are the questions you're asking as you go around looking? Oh, there are many questions we ask. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's so much that goes into it. And I think that's part of the reason of us moving here. I mean, because mm. we want to be on the ground, okay? Mm. And because of that, it allows us to interact regularly. So every day we're interacting with various members of the property world directly. And that could be everyone from surveyors locally to local letting agents, estate agents, builders. We've mm. got so many people that we interact with as we are going around learning Manchester, which has been a challenge in itself. We haven't been back here since we first met. So yeah. it's a case Oh, you had your first date in Manchester, didn't you? <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Romantic. Yeah, tell us a bit about that. Tell us a bit about that. Anyway. <laughs> You can hear from the the accents, they're not both from London. Oh, we're we're the extremities of the UK, I'll tell you this. Manchester is the midpoint between us. And that's where we first went face to face. And um, I, you know, we both decided that we'd have one thing that we would bring to the first day, something for both of us to do. And for me, I thought, you know what, through our conversations, I thought, okay, you know what, let's do something we both haven't done that might be a little fun. So I thought, let's set up a nice pottery class for an hour and a half. <laughs> and I'll just make a fool of myself. She'd probably laugh at my terrible mug or cuff, et cetera. And I thought, okay, that would be fun. Yes. Nothing wrong with that, is there? No, it's very thoughtful. So we walked around, around the city, had it all. I even pretended I was lost when I wasn't, found a place for us to get there and realised the place was closed. There was no pottery class. <laughs> it didn't even exist, even though I had the information in front of me, it just didn't exist. Oh, and, uh, yeah. okay, I'm thinking, is this a con man? It's the first day, right? <laughs> Yeah. So what kind of scam is this? <laughs> Till this day, has still not delivered on this pottery class. Right? And him and the youth run away now. <laughs> is that why you're still with him? I'm just waiting for the goddamn pottery class. <laughs> Uh, no, but nice. it's good because it means that I actually quite enjoyed it and I actually quite liked the fact that I saw what he was like in adversity. Right? If something goes wrong, what would happen? Yeah, yeah. So what, yeah. Christina, what did you bring to the date then if you both had to bring something? Oh. So I organised us to go to a food market, which was open and it was there. And we had a very <laughs> nice time eating food on a really comfy couch, having a very good chat. So I delivered my part. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, I love a food great. market. Right, thank you. Something we both love very much. I know, no first, first thing, sticky fingers. <laughs> yeah, shoving food in. Exactly. Yeah. What's next for you then? Have you got a list of um, stuff you're going to look at? Or... Yeah, a long list. A uh, long list. A long <laughs> list. I mean, for us, I mean, even going back to further question, it's just a case where, as I said, we're here on the ground yeah. and we are interacting daily with, with various members of the property world. But as well as that, we we use all of this that we get from them and we cross-reference this with market intelligence data and software that we also use. So we use face-to-face, on the street, interacting, and data all together for us to get the kind of information that we need to make decisions. Because for us, we're mm. used to critical thinking and, and, and analysis and solving yes. problems. And so the idea is that we can be able to make a decision. And so we want to have all that information to be able to make that decision. And because we've got a little one, it actually makes it quite easy for us to go out. <laughs> we, we take him out in the pram, kind of walking around, and we can start talking to the, the locals and like ask their opinion on them, how they find the area, what's the nicest pub to go to, the nicest park. And as soon as you've got a baby or a dog, everyone will stop to talk to you. So yeah, that's yeah. 
you both research. Know, as you both And know. it also takes another one out. <laughs> yes, yes. He is a deal maker. I yeah, he is. That. He yes. really is. <laughs> yeah, he's so cute, isn't he? Yeah. Everybody, well, yeah, we can imagine that everyone's stopping to chat to you and things. So, like, some people say, don't they, that you need to be on the ground. Some people like to... Lots of people in London like the idea of investing up north because obviously the returns are better. Properties themselves aren't as expensive, but, you know, you can get just as just as good yield. But then some people try and do it from London and struggle. And then so I think it is a great thing that you've actually gone to Manchester and you're actually there. But you are actually using other people's funds, aren't you? So that's kind of it's not just you and your money are actually helping other people that maybe are in London or other areas of the UK actually get a piece of this pie too. And that's the idea. I mean, initially it started with friends and family. Mm-hmm. And what we recognise over the years is that even with our own money in the bank, interest is not great. <laughs> the bank interest is not great. Yeah. No, it's FSCS protected up to the other thousand, but with that low risk comes low reward. For us, we want to make sure that we create a business where we can give a very good reward and still keep the risks down. Well, actually, with inflation, if you just leave it in the bank, it's worth less. So you're losing money, aren't you, literally? Yeah. Greatly. So with inflation, obviously, it's well above any bank interest rate. Sometimes even the bank interest, they might even offer you, for example, they might have some flagship numbers like 3% or 3.5%. If they do that, often it's a case where it's only on part of your money and only for a limited period of time before they give you a below 1% rate, which is which really isn't much at all. And so we offer our investors a lot more than that. And we still keep the risk low because of our due diligence and our analytical backgrounds. And on top of that, we even took it a step further by um, getting ourselves further educated in property. So I have been undergoing a property mastermind program, which is a 12 month fully comprehensive program that allow you to be a very much professional property investor. And this is on the back of several years of experience of us doing things ourselves. Yeah, so yeah. tell us a bit about what you have done in the past. You own a few properties now, don't you? Yeah. So yes, we have properties in London and properties in Scotland. Yep. Even without any further education, we've actually still been doing okay. I think because of our backgrounds and the way we are, we've been making positive cash flows, we've refinanced, we've done so many things and we've managed projects. And we've done that in both cities, in Glasgow and in London. And it's just a case where we were doing comfortably. As I said, we were doing well in London, we were happy. But for us, like with everything we do, we wanted to make sure we do it to the very best of our ability. So, for example, I told you earlier about sport. You have to have some kind of <laughs> degree equivalent of whatever you yeah. do. <laughs> also, what I love is I remember you telling us, David, tell us again what project you undertook in lockdown about learning the piano and not just going well I think I'll teach myself chopsticks <laughs> no no that's what every that's like 99 percent people go I just want to learn this one song so what how did you do it I, I play a lot of sport and what happened in 2017 unfortunately I broke my foot so I had to have surgery yeah. and so I've got metal in my foot and so someone wants to go and hold it out the alarms <laughs> but security but anyway I'll sing at home feeling sorry for myself. So I thought, you know what? Let me look at let me look at the list of things I actually want to do. I've got free time. Now I've got some four weeks at home. Yeah, because you've got that, haven't you? Which I love. You've had, what did you call it? You had a you had a name for it. Like your yeah, list it wasn't things bucket that, list. It was yeah, your... it wasn't bucket list. You called it something else, yeah. didn't you? You know, your list of things that you you're yet to do. It's my life yeah. list. It's my life. Yeah, list. yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, learning music is all something I've always wanted to do. I had a brief glimpse of it as a child. But again, I grew up in a working class family. We couldn't afford a piano at the time. So I did little bits of school. So I bought myself a piano and I enrolled myself at um, an adult music college. 
And with my foot in a cast, I was <laughs> getting myself to college every week. Yeah, I mean, look, over the next couple of years, I was doing music theory. I was having piano lessons. I did grade one to seven music theory. And I did grade one to four piano. And you can imagine, and this is what I kept telling which she laughed at me all the time. Just imagine this, yeah, you're going into an examination hall in a school and it's about 100 people doing the test. Now, only 10% of them are adults. So I'm yeah. there my grade five theory yeah. exam, looking left. I see like a seven-year-old. He's looking at me. <laughs> How stupid <laughs> he held back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why well, couldn't you do it when you were my age? I really loved actually on, um, on Friday, I, I was going away with a friend of mine and he doesn't have children. And you forget when you're immersed in that world of children because he came around to pick me up and we were dropping my daughter off at school because she had one of her GCSEs. So she came downstairs already and he just looked at her and went, what have you come as? She went, sorry, but it's because she was in school. You're obviously went, oh, you actually go to school. Sorry, I thought you were in fancy dress. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she was like, no, I actually have to wear this stuff. Oh, wow. He just doesn't come across well. You wouldn't, would he? Just wouldn't no, come across funny, well. isn't it? Doesn't yeah. Doesn't abuse. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes me laugh. Although, Christina, you already play the piano, don't you? Yeah, yeah. But that was a long time ago, back in high school. Do not let her hustle you. She is not she's really good she's really good but she just plays it down all the time yeah, yeah but I think <laughs> I love that whatever you both do you decide to do it to like you know professional level no, it's no amateur Olympics for you guys is there it's not like messing about go for our son yeah just is that all you <laughs> yeah he'll be like so chilled out a bit and you'll be like oh no because like if you were so driven and you got to the highest amount then it's like you know well he might follow you or he might completely rebel who knows it'll be interesting to find out him, he should yeah. just sit and like kind of learn about example and that's that's kind of the reason why we're doing this too to give him the sense of achievement and you have to work hard for that achievement he should see us doing that yeah, definitely. And actually, it's rewarding, isn't it, to take a house that's a bit tired, maybe, and a bit run down and create a beautiful space that, you know, young professionals can actually afford to go and live in. Because, you know, there's not many aren't, aren't people staying living at home till they're like 32 these days, because you can't anymore really go from living at home to buying your first house. This is an interim step. And you it might as well make it a really nice one for them. It is an interim step, but also for those who maybe over the last few years, have been in single accommodation mm. in a single let in a flat by themselves, or maybe just a flat between two, that might not be as affordable in the areas mm. to be anymore. So we always aim to try and get our property really close to local amenities. We're not in the city centre. And we want to make sure that, as I said, they are affordable, but they also come with high quality and with certain luxury parts to them. Mm. You know, HMOs have had a bad name over the years and gone are the days where you can just put a couple of coats of magnolia on the wall and call that suitable accommodation. This is yeah. And this is not just at young professionals level, it's also for students, other professionals. People are full of expectation these days, and so they should be. All of it's quite high demand nowadays, especially after COVID, because like, during COVID you're all isolated. And you probably saw a lot of that in your clinics where yeah. people have mental health problems because they were just so isolated, they exactly. get depressed. And coming back out and sharing a space with people yeah. actually opens them up. Exactly. Yeah. And I've always used examples, especially because I used to have to work in different locations in the country, especially if you move to a new city or new mm, town. Yeah. Or anyone, you want to be able to have some sort of social life or at least have some people to mix with. And this kind of accommodation will allow you as much as you want in your own home. So 
We want the spaces to be really enjoyable and enticing people to come down, spend time together and have some comfort and enjoyment as well in the house. We've both lived in the foundation and we've seen some bad, bad properties <laughs> in the time, bad, bad properties. So we want to make sure that we do our very best. And these are places that we would happily live in ourselves. I know you had your first day in Manchester. You know, we've talked about the North being like cheaper to buy, better yields and, and all of that kind of thing. But why Manchester in particular? Because the North is a you know big place. What? How did you pick that? Yeah, we picked Manchester and we also, we are keeping an eye on Liverpool well mm-hmm. i mean it comes back to our analysis and due diligence we look at so many different parts of data before making a decision because you can imagine it's a big decision to move up here and one of the many things we look at is looking at capital growth mm-hmm. over the years and there's many bits of data out there for everyone for example the home track study so every month there is some data released and it looks at the top 10 areas in the country where there's consistent high capital growth Manchester, Liverpool, Birmingham, Leeds, Sheffield. Sheffield yeah. These are regular uh, members in the in the top ten. You know, mm. I'd argue in the top seven a lot of the time. So we've known this for years, and we we looked at this for a long time. It's just we made the decision soon after doing further education together. Yeah. You know? and and actually, it's not about where can you make the maximum profit because profit is important, but profit is important not just for you, but to give you know a great return for your investors and also to then have the money to for the upkeep so you could like set it into a high standard of living for people and maintain that as you go along as well. Exactly. exactly yeah. And that is really important. We want to make sure that it's set up. We want all of our investments to be sustainable and for there for the long term, always for the long term. We like to buy and hold anyway. So yeah. we take an interest in this and we will be making sure Mm-hmm. that, you know, things will be running, whether we are directly here or not. That's yes. the long-term plan. Yeah, That's so what we're trying plan. to do is, um, while we're on the ground, systemize everything, make sure we've got the right people lined up yeah, yeah, to be able yeah. to manage um, yeah. as if we're not here. It needs to be like clockwork. So then in a couple of years' time, we can move back to London. You never know, or, I might like it here. Or, 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 I had skills are quite <laughs> good here. <laughs> as long as we make that decision before we go to school. So we're trying to decide if our young man is going to grow up yeah. like an extra from Coronation Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, we're like uh, Oasis, are they Manchester? <laughs> yeah, they are, yeah. A lot of this, and it comes back to the decision we made to come up here. You know, we've been doing lots, I said, lots of bit of education over time, but it was a particular weekend that mm. I took her away. Now, bear in mind, She'd just taken me to Hong Kong for a lovely two-week holiday. Yep. I said, it's my turn to take you away, babes. So <laughs> I took her to Birmingham. <laughs> to <the Black> Island. <laughs> this is like reminiscent of the first date. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's the scale? I could do better, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to um this it was a long three-day intensive weekend yeah, yeah. looking at various property strategies tools all these things and it really was eye-opening for both of us some things we knew already but despite years of doing things you don't know what you don't know and it was a really eye-opening experience for us and it really propelled yeah for me it was more more the case of it actually gave us that kind of go ahead to say that yep what you're doing is right what yep. we've been doing in the past was correct so yep. there's that sounding board to say okay we weren't just like being rookies we actually knew what we were doing exactly and a lot of what we got taught on the day is uh, what I do on a day-to-day basis on my kind of day job albeit I do it more on a commercial side I do it um, in industries and in different types of industries but it takes all the same kind of diligence boxes that I work at so 
it gave me that reassurance that we're, we're not moving up here for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And also being around other people as well that are doing this yeah. stuff. So then you can be, oh, actually, right, okay, they, you know, not only are you on the right path, but there's other people that are doing this too and, and making a success of it. Because not many other people in our families do this. So mm-hmm. for us, all this, it was just a little bit lonely. We're doing it. And as I said, the course opened our eyes and gave us more confidence that we're actually doing the right things. Mm-hmm. But it's just a case where you don't know many people who do it. It's nice to now have a network of other individuals who do it around the country so we can always have conversations. And it's nice because even though we're in a place now where we're much more confident and we know a lot about the property industry, there's still things that we might not be clear about. And it's similar to my job in terms of being a GP. There are certain things I'm not sure about a particular specialist thing. There's always someone I can pick up the phone to who's trusted who can give us an answer, whether that's a specialist that we employ in our team or someone else in our network around the country. It's mm. very good to have now. Yeah, which is yeah. very similar to our day job, what you say. Because yeah. uh, we lean on a lot of experts. Exactly. We do, but exactly. uh, we, we don't pretend that we know all the answers because we never do. We know where to get the right answers. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's important. So if people are listening to this now and they're thinking, do you know what, I've got, you're right, I have got money, it's sat in the bank, it's doing absolutely nothing for me as it is. And that maybe they, yeah, yeah maybe they, maybe they want to, get involved uh, with working with you guys who's your ideal person how should they kind of reach out to you we're visible on linkedin you can easily find us there we are dt living you know we're, we're across all platforms but linkedin primarily is the easiest way to get hold of us we're on there every day and we can easily, easily yeah, get back messages, to messages messages and then, then we would... happily pick up the phone because because yeah. you make it easy for them as well don't you because it's literally just a case of like they don't need to know about property they don't need to know they don't need to have any time you've spent all the time learning this stuff you've got the knowledge you've got everything you know it's all there you know they just need to you know basically just come along have a conversation with you and see see if you're a right fit basically for, for each my other. question is at the moment we're hearing a lot of doom and gloom about rising interest rates yep. rising mortgage rates people yep. can't afford to pay their mortgage yep. uh, they think there's going to be like we're going to go into a bit of a slump in terms of house prices bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. Is this a good time to invest? So if I'm someone that's got a bit of spare money, do I go, actually, oh, I've missed the boat now. It's too late to make money in property. There's always doom and gloom around and there's always an element of risk. But if you educate yourself and you do things in a systematic, organised way with the right data and with the right information, you can make sensible decisions that would always help you in the long term. There are short-term gains as well and there are long-term gains. And for us, it's a case where we make sure that we really do want to have the whole package ready. So if anyone does want to invest, we have everything ready with the knowledge. We're on the ground. We know exactly what to do. Yeah. And I think from what I know from you is that there's there's two things that should attract any investors. One is that you're going to buy somewhere that's relatively run down and add value to it. Then by yep. the time you refinance, you can get the money out because it's gone up in value and they can get their return super fast if they want. And the other thing I think that's really key that you said at the start of this is that your strategy is to buy and hold. So you're going to hold these properties and stay owning them. And then, you know, whether there's a little slump or what, in the end, properties only ever go one way in value over time, don't they? And that's because we live on an island with an increasing population and a limiting supply of housing. So it's mm-hmm. always going to go up in the long term. And we definitely, the way we work, we work by certain rules. And you're mentioning some of them mm-hmm. in terms of the long term, in terms of the, the, we always have also 
an extra bit of cash buffer with us always to cover all contingencies because as you both know already you both have been involved in property there's always potential for things to go wrong and we've had many things go wrong in the past but there's always ways to solve these problems do you know what's a good point because you do see around and about when you drive around like the odd place that's just looked like it's been being built for the last 10 years and you think you know some developers <laughs> obviously run out of money there and that's not going to be you is it not at no, all. Not at, not, all. At all. not at all. With due diligence and experience yeah. together, not a chance. I mean, when, when there's um, doom and gloom, there's always a solution. And that's yeah. how businesses kind of strive. It's the one that finds the solutions that actually make it through the market. And that's what we're going to aim to do. Yeah. And want to do opposite to the masses. Exactly, exactly. exactly. Yeah. You know, I would always say that the key is education, experience, and a network. And we've got all of those in abundance, thankfully. Yeah. So they don't need that. They just need some cash reserves and you guys can help and, and do the rest, basically. And being action takers. You know, you're clearly action takers because you've yeah. done it not just in property, but in all aspects of your life. So, you know, there's a lot of people spend a lot of time learning about property, but they never just make that first move. But you're obviously not then because you own multiple properties. You've moved to the other end of the country <laughs> to do this. So, you know, you are action takers. So, yeah. And it's a shame that some people are almost at that hurdle and don't go over. One of the things that we offer our investors mm. is not just the case where, look, we can do all the work for them happily and give them a great return on their money. That's that's the most popular thing that most investors want. But we also offer extra things. And I think one of the popular things that will come over the next year here is that for some investors who are at that stage where actually, should I do it? Could I do it? We will do the work for them but we'll also offer them days where they can come down on site yeah. and projects at different stages yeah. to hopefully give them the confidence to do it themselves in the future. So that's what we want to do as well. Not just us do all the work. We give options as well in case yeah. there are those, like you mentioned. And I guess it's about building a relationship with your investors because, you know, lots of investors will just keep giving you that money back and taking the return each time. It's very important. And yeah, in both our jobs, communication is one of the biggest things because mm. as you both know, business is all about developing and maintaining relationships and we really hope to have a good relationship growing relationship with our investors as well as our our network here of trusted professionals as well so and you might even be able to get them some crystal palace tickets which wouldn't attract me <laughs> but it would probably attract anna <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no i would i would say against leicester city but that won't be happening not unless we get you in the cup. <laughs> not unless we get them in the cup. Yeah, it's not going to happen next season anyway. So anyway, two questions we always ask all of our podcast guests. And the first one is, what makes you savvy? I think for us, is we can actually take the, the smallest of details yep. and find out a lot of information that the, the general public can't find. Yeah, so... I think, yeah, mm. following off that, I think it's all definitely multiple aspects. And I think multiple skill sets that we bring from ourselves as our characters and our professions research and critical thinking communication we multitask a lot <laughs> we are a combination of multiple professions or multiple skill sets from our professions and we've educated ourselves and brought that into one package mm. and i just don't think there are many combinations like this mm. available yeah and i think having two really helps as well because you kind of drive each other on don't you yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, really yeah. do you know so we're a team yeah. in and out of the company writing. Yes. Yeah. And the second question is to recommend a book, so a Ooh. business book or any other kind of book that helps you along the way, a property book. We've got one each. Go for it. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. 
Uh, I just started reading this book by Toby Asari. Um, I don't know if you guys know her, but she, she's quite famous lately. So she's a, the lady that set up My Bumpy, and the book is called The Blend. Uh, it, it's about how females should really have a blend with the career and their family. Because there's no such thing as a balance. You can't really do 50-50. It, it really depends on your situation, your lifestyle at time, what your goals are. And she brings a lot of experience and a lot of different opinions from people that made it, basically, yeah. juggling both a career and family. And that is something I really recommend, not even just to yeah. women, but to, to men. Mm. Yeah. Understand what their partner's going through, how they're kind of yeah. juggling that. Yeah. That's one. That's going to be one. one. Yeah, I know. For me, <laughs> for me business-wise, I would say Property Magic which is a book by one of your previous guests. It's one that after years of dabbling in property and then really getting involved in looking at different education sources, I came across this particular guy. It's a book by Simon Zucci. And it, as I said, gave me confidence that, you know what, what I've been doing for years, some of it is actually really, really good. I was confident that we've been doing the right things mm. for time, but also it opened my eyes as to other areas of property and other things that I didn't know existed. And it also translates into methods that you can use in business in general as well. So it's really a book that uh, really opened my eyes. He was so excited after every chapter he told me about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's good, though. That's lovely. That's when you're reading the book. That's the right one to do. You know, you can do this. You can do this. Yeah, so it, it made me buy a Kindle and read it. So, so. It was done. Yeah. So I'd recommend that book for anyone for sure. Fabulous. So how can people get in touch with you or find out more about you? Yeah, so, it's LinkedIn probably. LinkedIn. Mm. I'm David Akipu. Chris Mitchell. Chan, DT Living. You can find us there. Our details are all online. Please feel free to contact. Mm. We'll get we're, we're good. We'll get back to you very quickly. Yeah. And then we can have a conversation, a coffee, and then see where things go. If you're enjoying Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app. So rate, follow and subscribe. Fabulous. Told you they were lovely people, weren't they? And um, yeah, they've got a fantastic setup there and they're cracking on with it. Just watch this space because we're going to do some, as we said before, video for them. So we will make sure that they're showing the spaces that they're buying, what they're doing with it, what it's happening. So you can kind of follow their journey um, on LinkedIn as it goes along as well. Yeah, an interesting couple of books. They uh, recommended one each. Uh, so if you are interested in winning those books, one of which, The Blend, I'd never heard of that before, have you? No, no. Um, I've heard of Property Magic, obviously, because we've had uh, Simon uh, Zucci actually well, on you've got it, haven't you? No, yeah, but also he's been on it. Yeah, I've got it. Got it on my fridge, actually. Top of my fridge at the minute is. That's <laughs> one for the women by the sounds of it. Or if you're a man, you can read it. And Property Magic as well. So if you want to win them, just drop the message and uh, tag us in to a post. And then if, if, we, you know, if you're lucky, you might win it. And if you're interested in getting out there on social media and just fast-tracking your success, then drop us a message and let's have a chat. Yeah, cool. See you later. Bye-bye. That was Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, connect with us on social media. Just search Get Savvy Club.